This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of NL Hafta. I'm your host Abhinandan Sekri, co-founder of News Laundry and joining me on the panel today uh, is everybody is on the phone line uh, from different parts of the country. Uh, we have Karma Paljor. Hi Karma. Hi. And you're joining us from Guwahati. Okay, you're in Guwahati right now. So Karma, as many of you already know, he has been on Hafta before. He is a prominent and well-known face on television as well. Uh, when he used to be with what was CNN, IBN, and is now Network 18, he is the editor in chief and the founder of East Mojo. It's a digital news media uh, venture f- which is focusing on the northeast. Uh, he's also co-founder of Atvi Infotainment. Uh, and as I told you, he's worked with CNBC, Times of India, and CNN News 18. Welcome, Karma. Thank you. Also joining us on the phone line uh, from Shillong is Patricia. Hi, Patricia. Hi, hi. Uh, many of our listeners are familiar with Patricia Mokhim. She has featured earlier on Hafta, and she has also been part of panel on uh, the Media Rumble, as has Karma. She's a writer. She's a journalist. She's written on mining in Meghalaya and the Khasi people of the state. She has received the honor of the Chameli Devi Jain Award, which is a very prestigious award in journalism. The Upendra Nath Brahma Soldier of Humanity Award and North East Excellence Award. And in 2000, she was honored also with the Padma Shri. Welcome, Patricia. How are things in Shillong? Shillong is good, except for the traffic jams. Oh. Which you were talking about just before we started rolling. Yes. <laughs> And also joining us on the phone line from the hills is Raman Kripal, uh, managing Hi. editor of News Laundry. Hi, Raman sir. How are the hills? Good, good. Very, very, very cold. <laughs> very cold. I can imagine. So is Delhi getting colder? And Anand Vardhan joins us after a long hiatus on the Hafta. Hi, Anand. How are you? And where are you right now? I'm in Patna. We'll be in Delhi from. next week so anand joins us from patna today but uh, he will soon be back in town so he will join us from the studio before i get into the headlines i just want to tell you that we have a new nl merchandise item which many of you had insisted we start the karare chane mug so we have got a few 100 karare chane mugs printed now you guys better buy them because they are all lying in just they all over office so please buy the karare chane mugs because they are only printed because so many of you wrote in and said we want mug a mug with karare chane on it Uh, also, we have a new page. This week, we only got four uh, emails as opposed to the ten twenty that we usually get. I'm guessing because the new system is still new to many of you. We want to make it easier for our producers to be able to sift through the mails and for you to submit them. So there's a link in the show notes below. Uh, the link takes you to newslaundry.com/slash/podcast-letters. I repeat. www.newslaundry.com/podcast-letters you can click on that link and subscribers can send us their emails through that link it's much easier and much more efficient but don't let that disincentivize you from writing to us a better way of doing it is if you don't want to be online just write your email on word and at some point just copy paste it on that link so that's an easy way of doing it uh, we've also got a separate email id for podcast emails which is podcasts at newslaundry.com i repeat podcasts that's plural with an s at newslaundry.com so you can also mail us there directly now for the headlines of the week the most dramatic headline which actually yesterday we all got to know uh, the chief of our uh, defense services general rawat died in an air accident his helicopter crashed in tamil nadu we will be discussing that it has you know sent shock waves through the military establishment it is extremely unfortunate and it was like a bolt from the blue uh, we shall discuss that in some detail and its coverage um group captain varun singh 
He's the lone survivor of the crash uh, because there were 13 other people who died in that crash. Uh, sorry, 13 people total, 12 uh, excluding General Rawat. His wife Madhulik also died in that crash. There was one survivor, Group Captain Varun Singh. He is being treated for burns and he is critical at the military hospital in Wellington. Uh, and one is hoping that once he you know, comes out of this, one can understand what exactly went wrong. Although, I believe while we are recording this, which is Thursday, the 9th of December, at 3.10pm, they have recovered the black box. So let's see uh, what emerges from that. Then earlier in the week, uh, there was a horrific incident in Nagaland. 14 unarmed civilians were killed by security forces at Oting village in the Mon district of Nagaland. Uh, you know, parties have slammed, you know, across ideological lines. Left parties really slammed the center and they've asked for a repeal for AFSPA. Uh, the cabinet of Nagaland also did. And I believe today, if I'm not wrong, um, in the parliament, the Congress used their time to allow the, the Nagaland chief minister to speak and about this. But the, oh, sorry, the Nagaland MP to speak about this. But his mic was cut short after about a minute and a half or two. And they switched off his mic, but he made his point before that. Uh, tribal leaders from several Naga tribes have extended solidarity. And uh, during a service that was held in Kohima, and they also want AFSPA uh, repealed, which is the Armed Forces Special Powers Act. In fact, we have a fantastic panel to discuss exactly this. The Nagaland police has said that the army made no attempt to identify the civilians before shooting. And there have been uh, condemnations from across the board uh, from Nagaland. Meanwhile, in other news, the farmer agitation has been called off as we speak. In fact, I think this headline just flashed about an hour ago, half an hour ago. Uh, they have called off the protest and they have uh, asked all the protesting farmers to start leaving the protest site from December 11. The SKM leader Balbir Singh Rajewala said the Andolan has been suspended and the unions will meet on January 15 to review if the government implements the proposals agreed upon because apparently the government has agreed to most of the five additional demands excluding withdrawal of the farmer, the farm bills. Then Raj Sabha was adjourned on Monday amid opposition protests over the suspension of MPs. Uh, today the protests were suspended in light of the General Rawat's passing, but they will be, they will happen again. Two MPs, which is Shashi Tharoor and Priyanka Chaturvedi, have uh, removed themselves from a show that they used to anchor on Raj Sabha TV because they feel that it is undemocratic the way they have been suspended. We will discuss that in a little more detail. Smriti Rani on Wednesday questioned the methodology used to prepare the 2021 Global Hunger Index on which India slipped from the 94th rank to 101st spot in the list of 116 countries. Uh, in other related news, uh, they also questioned, uh, I don't know which, I think it was Information Broadcasting Mr. Anurag Thakur who questioned reporters out orders and their locus standi and their methodology because India has slipped on the freedom of speech uh, ranking. Activist Sudha Bhardwaj uh, walks out of jail today after over three years in incarceration in the Bhima Koregaon case. Uh, this photograph is also being shared widely on social media with her smiling. Rahul Gandhi demands relief for farmers who died during the farm law protests. This is in light of the government saying that they cannot announce any relief because they don't know how many farmers died. They don't have any such data. Rahul Gandhi said, I'll give you the data and he has presented the data in parliament. India has the highest number of journalists murdered with confirmed motive Globally this year, says the Committee to Protect Journalists, CPJ, their special report on killed and imprisoned journalists. You will see something on that on News Laundry, sir. We'll do an explainer on that, hopefully both in Hindi and English. I think it's an important one, especially yeah. for in News Laundry. In, in Hindi, we will immediately come out with this. But in English, 
मेघनाथ विल यू नो इंक्लूडेड एज एज वन सेगमेंट इन हिज इन हिज संसद ओके ग्रेट सो दिस इज एन इंपॉर्टेंट रिपोर्ट व्हिच आई सजेस्ट ऑल ऑफ यू डू चेक आउट सो यू नो व्हाट इट इज लाइक टू बी अ जर्नलिस्ट इन इंडिया मीनवाइल स्कूल टीचर्स एंड द प्रिंसिपल इन अलवर वर बुक्ड फॉर गैंग रेप इन अ हॉरिफिक एंड गास्टली इंसिडेंट 14 टीचर्स एंड द प्रिंसिपल ऑफ स्कूल इन अलवर डिस्ट्रिक्ट uh were, were arrested because students complained that all these guys would uh, rape them the 96 civilians who killed in jammu and kashmir after article 370 of the indian constitution was uh, pulled back uh, revoked uh, the center told parliament this the former chief justice of india ranjan gogoi who has just released a book and uh, we all have got emails asking us to interview him uh, i don't know whether we are doing it sir but i don't know someone will have to read the book <laughs> first i really am too busy uh we so if we will get i mean i'm being very transparent they, everyone writes you know please because everyone wants their book sold yeah uh, and we often interview people if we find the book interesting but someone has to read the book first meanwhile i'm sure rahul kamal did find the time to read the book and he interviewed <laughs> ranjan gogoi and during that interview ranjan gogoi said quote but what do you do if your hard earned reputation of over 45 years is sought to be destroyed overnight are you expected to act with rationality is this chief justice not human unquote he said this because he said that i should not have sat on the same bench which was deciding my sexual harassment case uh, which is uh, well chalo akalai delai durustai ai to and then india's tally neared two dozen it's 23 actually to be exact after two more people who confirmed infected with the omicron virus in maharashtra's capital in mumbai and south africa regulator has approved pfizer booster vaccine after surge in covid cases and in america there are already conversations happening that Uh, in a few weeks or months they will consider a fully vaccinated person as someone who has received three vaccines and not two so the definition of fully vaccinated may change uh, it is still it is still being discussed not decided yet but it is highly likely so so, so so for a for our audience that let's say doesn't have any context mm-hmm. what is the rationale or at least the stated rationale of having such a huge uh, military presence in uh, manipur The rationale is that because you have thirty-two armed outfits extorting, killing, and doing just whatever they want, so you 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 justify it by bringing in more and more of these uniform personnel. But after a point, you know the the, the uniform personnel also develop a vested interest in remaining in that region. Then you're also having to deal with that sixteen forty-three kilometers of uh, of the border between uh, Myanmar and Arunachal Nagaland. Manipur and Mizoram and that's called a free movement regime you know the people on both sides of the border can move 16 kilometers inside each other's borders for trade and to visit their ethnic kin and all that but it has now been used to to sort of bring in arms to smuggle arms to smuggle drugs just yesterday or day before there was a big haul of about 500 crore rupees of drugs from across the border so these things have not been studied very carefully by the government of india i think because this is uh, you know this place is not so important in their scheme of things therefore they are just allowing all these things to fester otherwise why would you have a free movement regime especially when you know that your militant outfits are all holed up on the other side of the border and you're allowing them free movement i see um karma um, if you could come in you have uh, you know your uh, i'm sure coverage of this which is focusing on the northeast 
uh, anything specific or unique that you find in the responses this time because at least what i have seen from it being taken up in parliament where that mp was given chance to speak and they switched off his mic um the cabinet i think of nagaland also passed a resolution if i'm not wrong uh, to repeal afspa there has been a pushback like never before and also does anyone know uh, i mean i'm just asking out of curiosity when I, mean, i don't think that it's fair to put the burden on her because i mean i i've uh, you know seen anubha's coverage of her and read anubha's book on iram but do you, do, you, do we know where she is now and you know what her where her life has reached but yeah uh, if you could take on all those questions karma there's a lot of questions uncle uncle ji um so you know uh, interesting i mean yes uh, you know and and of course the reaction the press release from the army uh, the statement uh, of the home minister was almost immediate uh, so we see that what is interesting here is that there are uh, i think two generations there in uh, you know these areas one of course uh, who've seen the difficult times uh, you know when there was a lot of violence on the ground and uh, when army was deployed uh, there were so many killings uh, and again as uh, uh, patricia ma'am pointed out that you know the conviction rate has been extremely low in those extrajudicial killings now now that is one generation they still have anger but they hang on to the idea of india because they've seen what progress can do uh, you know and most people have smartphones and then there's the other lot the younger lot the aspirational lot uh, who are now out uh, you know some of them are studying some of them are out working and these people truly believe and aspire to be a part of a greater nation so that aspiration is clearly there in all these states and all and they've seen seen most of them have studied outside delhi mumbai they've got friends they understand so here are the two kinds of reactions that we are getting so when an incident like this happens and the earlier incident too when uh, you know the colonel and his family were brutally gunned down the entire northeast was in solidarity you know in in condemning this act so when that happened the older generation kind of opened up and maybe told the younger generation look here you know this is what can happen so i feel in all this there was this thin fabric of trust that was generally building up in the northeast uh you know the the uh, they were seeing progress they were seeing development slowly very slowly uh, so i think that trust has been broken and it it is not like this was a, a special operation so they say the local police was not involved uh maybe i would say even if the local assam rifles who were stationed there were involved they would have handled it better because they are more in touch with the uh, with the people of that location and i see uh, officers after officers of the indian army coming and some of them have done a brilliant job by bri- building bridges with the local communities so yeah in fact so, sorry to cut in karma i'll just tell our audience specific, exactly what has been claimed and then you can just take the other two questions that we have left uh the military has claimed that there were para commandos right uh, who were yes. the, the who were that's the most elite what they call the maroon berets yeah um so they para say SF. they they were at a they had a, you know put a checkpoint on the road and they claim this van came it was carrying miners they asked it to stop it didn't stop it rushed by and then these people tried to run into the village and these guys shot them without realizing that you know they are just regular miners and they claim that they had got very specific intelligence that a vehicle would be coming carrying whatever terrorists or insurgents or whatever they want to call them 
So clearly that intelligence was completely messed up and uh, the police has said that they didn't check for IDs, nothing. The one surviving minor has said that they were not asked to stop by any vehicle. No one tried to wave them down. They were just shot. So th- this is where we are. Yeah, karma, carry on. I forgot the other Can, can I just jump in here? Yeah, sure. Uh, why is it not possible for us to know the source of that intel? If it was such a bad one, resulting in killing of so many people, don't we have the right? Should that be classified? In fact, that that should be, they should be culpable. If they actually are saying we acted on intel, then the intel provider should be culpable. You're absolutely right. It makes perfectly, perfect common sense. Yeah, I wonder why we don't know. Because maybe, I mean, it's... I really don't know how the intelligence apparatus works in this country. I'm sure Raman sir will have something to say on that. No, Karma, my other question was, uh, is anyone, uh, you know, in touch with Iram? Is she a political figure? Is she a figure who still brings things together? Or she's gone back to her life, um, which, I mean, she has every right to go back to. She had found love. She had found, I think you got married, right? Yeah. Yes. I see. Okay. And and for me and for my organization personally, you know, uh, you know, for a person who's chosen after sacrificing such an important phase of our life, uh, we have uh, chosen not to disturb her. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, and, yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. Our, mm. Yeah. Our, our stand has been, despite what happened, the turmoil that it caused in, in Manipur, uh, you know, my stand was that she's given enough. She's really given enough. And it's for the others now to carry that torch forward. She's given 16 years of her life. Right. Fasting. For example, in Kashmir, whether you call it fear or not, or genuine, like I have, you know, complicated take on it. But in Kashmir, there is a popular perception is that we do not part of India. I mean, many people may not say it, uh, but many do. But is there, is that popular support there for for, uh, these outfits? No, no, no. In, In Nagaland, the sovereignty demand has been given up. So in a sense, what Karma said is true, that they have already considered themselves part of this nation. That the nation building process is still work in progress is a different matter. But, you know, they've moved out because there's no employment in Nagaland. They've moved out. In a sense, they've become nationalized. So it's not like the separatist movement have any popular support. They don't. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Karma, can you also just shed some light on the, the whole it being very state specific, all these insurgencies, yet there being some sort of a united view on, you know, see, I, think, I think unity comes when you see innocence uh, being slaughtered. Yes. Or innocence being attacked, be it any part of the Northeast. Uh, you know, when, when there is uh, uh, racism, even in the Northeast, and uh, Patricia Mam was the only one who, who spoke against this kind of racis- racism in, in, in Meghalaya, and very few people did. I think the collective conscience of the Northeast wakes up whenever uh, uh, there is injustice. Uh, and it's definitely, definitely not supporting any insurgent groups right now. And uh, the, the only reason that the insurgent groups are there is because of fear and because of many factors, because you know there's been no development. Uh, many parts of the Northeast are behind at least by some 30 or 100 years uh, to the rest of India. And they do not have any options but to pick up a gun or join them. You know, it, it just sounds. So the very idea. Now, if you look at how uh, uh, development changes that, you see that in Assam. You know, roads are built, industries have come in, people are employed. So the insurgent groups have more, uh, you know, slowly being pushed And they become now. irrelevant. Yes, yes, definitely so, you know. But there'll always be some uh, who will support uh, uh, support these movements, you know, because of certain reasons. 
But the fact is today that most of these insurgent groups have now are left with doing nothing, but they're involved in extortion, uh, threatening people, making life difficult, you know, making road building one of the most, uh, uh, most challenging uh, things to do in, in some of our areas. I mean, if good roads are built and if development comes, I think, you know, it'll be... The, the They'll fact be completely irrelevant. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that, I mean, the fact that people from that part of the country can say it, you know, both of you have always been very outspoken, but even other people can say it, which is, a, is very different from Kashmir because in Kashmir, I have spoken to, you know, several journalists I know who find the whole separatist movement, you know, they can't tolerate them. They say, it's just a stupid idea. What are we going to do? But they could never articulate it even when they appear on the Hafta because they say we cannot remain in Kashmir. You see? So that is one big difference that there Mm -hmm. it's the irrelevance is not at the level where, you know, the civil society in uh, the Northeast has made them irrelevant. There, even if you think this, they can't say it. Excuse me, but if you, you have to go to Nagaland to understand that the the Naga people will not speak out so vehemently, you know. Yes. They still the fear element is still very strong. Even the media, the media doesn't speak up. And uh, Mona Lisa Chankija wrote something about it some years ago, and she was summoned by the NSA and IM to their headquarters. It was such a humiliating experience. Oh wow! So yeah, I see. Okay, interesting. One one learns something new. Uh, Raman sir, would you like to just shed a little bit of light on what Patricia said that? Such shoddy intelligence is what caused the, as if the army claim is correct, that they had very specific intelligence on which they acted. Uh, then should the provider of the intelligence not be culpable and then we have a right to know who it is? This will never happen. Hmm. But uh, I had a very brief uh, reporting history, you know, with the Northeast. Uh, way back in, 20, I think, 25 years ago, when the Ulfa was uh, very active. And uh, I mean, strangely, the same things. I mean, Ulfa was also into extortionist things. And I was with the experts and we did Ulfa, uh, you know, Tata tapes. Uh, that's the story that we had broken. And then I was stationed for 25 days in Assam and reporting on this. I mean, having said that, I mean, uh, the intelligence, you know, how it works in our country now, virtually every ministry has got intelligence. I mean, military has got its own intelligence. Home ministry has got its own Northeast desk. Okay. Uh, even for that matter, MEA, uh, which since the northeastern states shown, they have the bordering. They are the bordering states, so they also have a, a desk. Uh, Ro has got a desk. I intelligence bureau has got a desk. So all these, and even the directorate of revenue in the Ministry of uh, Finance, they also have got a northeast, you know, intelligence desk. I mean, they look into the economic activities. Now, how do they coordinate? Uh, is something uh, you know we need to look at. In this particular case, I am not sure if the information had come from any, uh, you know, other than military source to the military, whether they vetted it properly. But one thing is for sure, the persons who shot, shot these people, they should not be blamed. I mean, I think when, when the in, intelligence, uh, you know, comes, any specific intelligence information comes, there is a room in which it is being decided how they're going to tackle it with. Okay, so, so I think uh, uh, this is how it has happened. And what Patricia is saying, yes, of course, we when, when the things go awry, when, 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 when you admit that the, the civilians have been shot, we have a right to know where this, uh, you know, and th- those people should be held responsible. I mean, it's a culpable homicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's a case of culpable homicide. So in that case, I think 
uh, it could be a very good uh, PIL uh, in a court of law. But government on its own is not going to come out with any information on this. I'm very sure about it. Right. I'll just move on to the emails. Before I do that, I'd like to remind you to please subscribe and pay to keep news free. Thank you so much. You guys have topped up our last NL uh, Sena project, which was the documentary film that you want to do on Hathras. Uh, so that is in production. Hopefully in six to eight months, it will be, at least we'll have a rough cut because documentaries take a while to make. Uh, meanwhile, the other NL Sena project, the stories will start going on now sometime, sir. The Aravalis, we have uh, the first Aravalis, few stories. Ready. Aravalis uh, stories, definitely, uh, you know, by 25th of December, the stories will start rolling. So, uh, it's taken uh, a couple of months for reporters to go there, do some hardcore journalism. Uh, Raman, sir, has been going through the stories, the fact checks, etc., uh, so we will have a series that was also an NL Sena project. Thank you those of you who did contribute. Uh, we will have a new NL Sena project that will be a big one for the election coverage going forward. We shall keep you up to date on that. But until then, do go to newslawney.com and pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers served. We've been saying this for 10 years. And now many people are saying that as well. There was a piece of news, uh, which I'll just try to pull out. It was in the pink papers that Google and Facebook had revenue, ad revenue worth 9,300 crore last year, which was more than the top 10 media houses put together. Did either of you read this piece of news? No, no, I didn't. Anyway, so I'll just try to pull that out. But yeah, so that is why I tell everybody, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served. If you re leave it to ads, Mamta Banerjee, who said this in the past week. Je je gramin potrika gulo, shortcut development kaj, positivity, positively bhalo kore korben, ami DM ke bolbo, tade jeno amra big gapunta di. Karun government shopsmata machinery di publicity kore na. Eja achke atugulu udbodonolo. Boroboro TV TV da akbar dakave cherebe. কিন্তু গ্রামীণ এই পত্রিকাগুলো লিখে কিন্তু গ্রামে গ্রামে এটা পৌঁছায় সুতরাং লোকাল যারা আছে তাদের কিন্তু আমাদের দেখে নিয়ে যারা পজিটিভ এই কাজটা করে কেউ একজন থাকবে ডিআইসিও ডিএম এর সাথে কথা বলে দেখে নেবেন আর তারা যে কাজটা করছেন প্রতিদিন একটা করে কপি ডিএম অফিসে পাঠাবেন ডিআইসিও কে পাঠাবেন পুলিশের এসপি এবং পুলিশ কমিশনার কমিশনারের পুলিশ কমিশনারকে পাঠাবেন কেন বলছি তার কারণ তারাও দেখে নেবে যে নেগেটিভ করছে না পজিটিভ করছে যত পজিটিভ দেখবেন তাকে বিজ্ঞাপন দেখবেন ওয়েল দ্যাট ওয়াজ বেঙ্গলি ইংলিশ ট্রান্সলেশন ইজ দ্যাট ইফ ইউ ডোন্ট গিভ পজিটিভ নিউজ অ্যাবাউট দ্য গভর্নমেন্ট ওয়াই উইল গভর্নমেন্ট গিভ ইউ অ্যাডস সো দ্যাট টেলস ইউ অল ইউ নিড টু নো অ্যাবাউট আ মডেল হুইচ ইজ ওয়াই উই এনকারেজ ইউ টু পে টু কিপ নিউজ ফ্রি অল দ্য নিউজ লন্ড্রি পডকাস্ট আর অ্যাভেলেবল অন স্টিচার আইটিউনস অ্যান্ড এনি আদার পডকাস্ট প্ল্যাটফর্ম Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.